1: NY or text hope NY in New York.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I'm Matthew Brunin. Joining me once again is Shay Dixon. um, Here a couple hours after the final uh, go um, in in Tiger Stadium, 42 to 30, LSU defeats Texas A&M. Obviously, a lot of takeaways from this in the big picture and in the immediate. But uh, what do you want to start?
3: Oh, well, a, a 7-0 and record at home, 9-3 and on the year and what I had called the most important game of the Kelly era so far, which started before I even listed off all of the reasons, which is you have to win. They did. They came back. They won. They buckled in. We can break down different elements. I know it's the last game of the season. It was kind of the same song and dance on D. They finally got some stops in the end, but uh, Jaden and them come alive in the second half, and Matty B, I know we'll uh, revisit the game balls here um, on the reaction pod, but a a quick nod to you who picked Malik Neighbors. And he goes on to break LSU's uh, 20-plus-year-old record, or however long it is, from Wendell Davis to the most catches uh, by a player in LSU history. And then um, what was wild was the emotion from Kyron Lacey after that 75-yard touchdown catch and run by Neighbors that was negated because – that would have also given neighbors the all time uh, receiving yards record for LSU. So you would have had the most catches in history and the most yards in history. He came short 20 yards short of most yards in history. And after the game said that he wants to play in the bowl because he said that he wants to break the record. He wants to hold them both and he wants his 20 yards in the bowl game.
2: Yeah. Um, a lot to unpack. I mean, I, I think starting with LSU's offense. Um, well, I think just, you have to preface when talking about this game, you have to talk about how Texas A&M played this game, right? Um, And it was compounded by LSU's defense not being able to get a stop, but I believe in the first half it was A&M averaging 4.4 yards per play and converting, I believe it was 7 of 11 for uh, third downs. And because of that, Texas A&M was able to control the clock in a way that you know, you, we've seen teams try to do to LSU, Georgia State, uh, Auburn, maybe. Um, obviously, like Army didn't really have a chance at that. But like we've seen teams try to take the ball out of Jay and Daniels' hands, which is the right thing to do. And what was frustrating from a LSU fan perspective is LSU's defense was helpless. It, it wasn't AM, it wasn't AM doing anything special offensively. It was, you know, first and 10, second and 12, and then you get to third and nine. And Jalen Henderson credit to him continuously converted on third and longs. And because of that drives sustained and we had what nine minute scoring drive, we had like seven minute scoring drives. And so all of that together means, uh, Jane Daniels and, uh, LSU's offense had, I think four possessions in the first half scored on two of them and went three and out on the other two. And then the second half, third quarter is the same thing. And finally, the fourth quarter is where it broke open for the LSU offense, and the LSU defense finally got a couple stops. So, you know, when talking about this game, you have to talk about the the reason why, you know, Jaden Daniels only had 24 passes, uh, 235 yards, uh, which was a, it was a fine game from him. But the context is important because AM definitely went into this game saying we are going to slow this game down, and I think they did a really good job of it.
3: I looked at – I mean, they had drives that – AM wise had drives that lasted nine minutes, four minutes, four minutes, four minutes, seven minutes. Uh, and then you got into the fourth quarter where things completely flipped. LSU in the yeah. fourth quarter gets that pick by uh, Greg Penn and then goes touchdown, touchdown, touchdown immediately, then kneel out the game on the fourth possession. AM, meanwhile, in the fourth quarter throws that pick, goes backwards uh, on three plays, negative six yards. Uh, that was when I believe Harold Perkins and Deshaun Womack, two former five stars, came in, got the sack. They had to punt for the first time with about 12 minutes left. They got that TD, but even then, Matty B., that was a one-minute drive where Omar Spates misses a tackle on a five-yard dump off to a tight end who then runs untouched the rest of the way for a touchdown. Uh, after that, though, uh, one more possession for a They turn it over on downs, so a very nice fourth quarter uh, for LSU's defense, and we sat there next to each other in the press box. We don't need to go on and on about the D. They are what they are. They've been the same all year. Yeah. They were taking Harold Perkins off on third downs and running nickel. And AM just kept picking it up, picking it up. The second they put Harold Perkins back in on third downs and spied, I'm not sure AM got another third down. Like it baffled me how they were taking him off the field.
2: Yeah. Um, in the first six drives of the game that la- that went through three quarters. So every drive in the first three quarters um ended with turnover on downs which was the uh, dropped pass which you know maybe they score on that drive maybe they don't but turnover on downs touchdown field goal touchdown touchdown missed field goal that was the first three quarters of the game and that explains why um and through three quarters had the lead um, they went up was it 24 to 14 in in the second half and It didn't feel like LSU's defense was going to find anything. Eventually, like you said, I think they found something. Uh, Brian Kelly talked about their cover two stuff that they've never ran before and finally pulled it out in the second half of the last game of the season. Harold Perkins is on the field more. Deshaun Womack makes a play. Uh, All of this. And, you know, Jalen Henderson finally makes a mistake, throws an interception. I thought he played very, very well. I mean, the receivers were open. You know, it's not like he was – being Jaden daniels out here but um lsu was
3: getting a ton of pressure though on him too and he he would run backwards and then kind of just heave it up and you'd be like how's that guy open or you know it just it felt like that like they said we talked about it in the live live thread it was eventually going to lead to a pick or some sort of bad play because it was too many in a row where lsu would get pressure and he would scramble around just throw something up and it would work and greg penn obviously got that pick you laid out that Third quarter for AM. They come out of halftime and score and then they're up. And yeah. the third quarter, obviously, it felt like, oh man, LSU's down 10, like they've got to get it going. That that was when that missed field goal was when Harold Perkins got to stay in on third down. He got the pressure on second. He brought down Jalen Henderson on third down. They had to kick the field goal. They missed it. And that's when I felt like the game really turned. And that's when yeah. LSU sort of took over and did their thing and got a few more stops on three of the final four drives. And that was more than enough to win by 12.
2: Yeah, uh, fourth quarter. Jaden Daniels in this offense took over. Um, Touchdown to Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas, and Kyron Lacy, all in the last quarter. Like you said, Malik could have had to the the play where Kyron's called for holding, which I, you know, you can debate or not whether it's holding or not. Regardless, it takes nothing away from what Malik Neighbors just did on that on that play alone. It is. It was reminiscent of last year against Purdue, the the sweet play that he just took, he made something out of nothing. He is going to be in the NFL for a really long time. That guy is special.
3: He is a problem. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so let's flip it over to offense real quick. Jaden Daniels, um, we talked about Malik Neighbors already, sets LSU's uh, all-time career receptions mark, uh, number one on the list for most catches by a player in LSU history. And think about all the great receivers that have come through here, not just recently, but in the history of the program, Uh Louisiana native and Neighbors now gets that top spot. And said, I said, he said, I want to play in the bowl game because I want 20 more yards and I want that record, too. I want to have them both. Uh, and I'll have an article up on the Bengal Tiger uh, later, but uh, with all of his quotes. But he said, look, I've never left the team out to dry. I've never missed a game. I've never sat on them uh, and I don't want to for the bowls." So this is a first rounder talking like that. So that's the level of buy in you want. Um, but Daniels, and you mentioned it at the start, you kind of even said this in the preview pod. 335, 355 total yards, four touchdowns, and you're like, it's a solid game. For most quarterbacks, that would be the best game they've played all year. 335 and four touchdowns for Jaden is just, that's an, an okay game. That's a normal game, solid.
2: Yeah, what, 355?
3: 355,
2: oh, 355, yeah. Yeah, um, the, the, and this was why, you know, going into the game, I think on the – the final line stuff, right? people are like, oh, you know, I'm, you know, I'll tell you what about the Jaden Nance over what 320 passing yards or something. I was like, this is the, the I, we knew the AM defense was going to come out and be aggressive. That was what we knew was going to happen. And when that's the case, you kind of have to, your margin of error is obviously slimmer, but you can get kind of rattled as a quarterback. It doesn't matter who you are. If you have pressure in your face from the opening drive, you're going to miss a throw or two that you don't usually miss. I mean, that's any quarterback ever. And so yeah, Daniels missed a couple balls that he usually makes, and it was a slower start for the offense. But I, I do think the uh, Brian Kelly mentioned after the game the offensive line played a lot better in the second half, and because of that, Daniels had a little bit more time. He was able to step into a couple throws, and they kind of figured out the NM defense, and they were able to take those one-on-one shots where the receivers made some plays. So credit to Daniels, and then obviously you get to his legs where when nothing was there. I mean, of the 120 yards, what almost all of them were scrambles right I mean there's yeah there, there were in a couple really key situations ones, yeah so I that, mean, there was, was a fourth
3: different. down where he ran for 50 yards I mean he was
2: that play flipped the game that was the game because if they didn't get that they were still down 10 at the time in the third quarter he runs for 50 yards and they score on the play and they never really looked back at that moment that was the play of the game uh for me Jan Daniels and that would have been another Heisman moment if he had gotten Indians I think it still is but like that would have been on ESPN and everything like that. So he's, yeah, that was the play of the game.
3: To uh, to sum up Daniels in the Heisman race, um, finishes the regular season with more yards per game and a better passer rating uh, than any quarterback uh, that's ever won the Heisman trophy or any player, I should say too. Um, and only second to Joe Burrow in scoring, who won the Heisman by the widest margin of votes in the history of the trophy. Um, but Daniels sets an NCAA record for regular season passer efficiency uh, 50 total touchdowns. He probably could have, if they wanted to, try to get him some running ones in this one. But they gave it to Diggs and Josh Williams when they got down inside the goal line, and the running back scored. But uh, regardless, um, 50 total touchdowns on the year, and then only 54 yards short of 5,000 total yards on the season. Obviously, he uh, rushed for a thousand, well over a thousand, and passed for uh, well over 3,500. So. An unbelievable season. Will it be Heisman worthy? We'll see. Um, I just checked the odds again just now. They have not moved since last night when Bo Nix pulled back ahead into you know minus one ten or twenty or whatever it was, and Daniels moved to plus one ten. Um, but Nick still has a game next week, so we'll see what kind of the hype of the week does between both guys, and see how Nick fares in a week. But there will be no doubt that Daniels will be in New York City for the Heisman ceremony,
2: and. You know, the craziest thing to me was LSU's we talked about this going into the game, was could LSU run the ball with its running backs? The answer was no. Texas A&M's front was far too good to to do that. And uh Logan Diggs ends the game, five carries, 17 yards. Noah Kane, three carries, twelve yards, Josh Williams, six carries, six yards. So out all that up, we're talking about um an offense or an, a running game that had 14 carries for 35 yards with those three backs so
3: yeah one of the biggest play calls i thought though was when din brock on third and six or five kind of with the game on the line uh didn't put it in the hands of daniels didn't throw it yeah but gave it to logan diggs and the aggies didn't see it yeah. coming and diggs picks up six seven yards and they six move seven. the chains and go on to score
2: yeah six yards that was the longest run of a running back um and it was the biggest and it was far. the biggest yeah, uh, yeah, I thought, thought Dembrock Yeah, I thought Dembrock actually had a really good I once they figured out the blitz after I mean the first half was rough for everybody but like once they figured it out I thought they they did a good job adjusting. So, um credit to him, Daniels I mean, I thought this was a really really impressive performance to. You're not going to pass for 400 yards against this defense and for him to fight back for anybody who watched the game and I assume if you have a Heisman vote, you're watching all of the Knicks games. You're watching all of the Daniels games. Like you're going back doing your homework. If you watch this game, you understand um, the context, and I think he just put the team on his back again. So credit to him. Credit to Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas. Um, obviously, the, the touchdown catch was phenomenal in the corner. Um, yeah, overall, very a good offense performance. 42 points against this defense is, is really, really impressive.
3: Well, that's what um, Brian Kelly said after the game was that when they asked about what kind of performance is this Heisman worthy, you know, or final statement. And he said, look, to put up over 350 and four touchdowns against a top 10 defense like this is very impressive. And a has a very good defense. So it took them a while to get going. But, boy, they when they clicked, it was over with. And, and shout out to the D, who stopped three of the four final drives, came up with plays that. We're big enough to, to keep a and at bay and give LSU the 12-point uh, the win. Um, a quick shout-out to, uh, to My Perfect Franchise, who, Maddie B., we've been rocking with every uh, reaction podcast. Andy Ludeke um, does a great job over there, and we've sent a lot of business his way. Uh, but if you go to myperfectfranchise.net, you can find out more. As Andy says, uh, it's in the name. Are you ready to leave the corporate rat race for the American dream? looking for the side hustle while you're at your current job, just wanting to diversify, build wealth, leave a legacy. That's what Andy's here for. He's a franchise consultant. He's a franchise owner. um, And he's helped people for decades find franchises that fit their skill sets, the financial requirements you might have, whatever you're willing to invest, however much time you have to invest, all of that. Uh, And the best part, services are 100% free. So to call him, 404-973-9901, that's 404-973-9901, or email him at andy at myperfectfranchise.net, and you can get things rolling. And like I said, uh, Andy tells us all the time, no matter how big or small uh, you might want to invest or what kind of your passion is, but you don't know how to to get it off the ground or, or what direction you should take it, it's free to call him. He'll walk you through everything. He's done it, like I said, for decades. So He's more than happy to take your call, your email, and he gets back to you quickly. Um, so shout out to Andy in uh, and the final final podcast, uh, Reaction Podcast of the Year, uh, for sponsoring us each time. So give him a, a shout, 404-973-9901 or Andy at myperfectfranchise.net. Um, Matty, we can revisit game balls. I know on offense I went Jade, and you went Malik. I think you win.
2: I think so, yeah, um, right? especially I mean, if you would have got that other records? one. Yeah, especially if he would have gotten the other uh, touchdown, that would have been a big one. But, yeah, uh, Malik Neighbors, like I said before, I'm trying to figure out a way to trade up in my Dynasty Fantasy League to to get him on my team to join Jamar and J- uh, Justin. So that's the Literally goal.
3: The LSU team. Malik finishes with uh six catches, 122 yards, two touchdowns. He had a touchdown called back for 75 yards, but um, a phenomenal showing uh, per usual leads the nation. And receiving yards, that continues. He's phenomenal. Will he win a Bulatnikov? We'll see. It's probably him versus Marvin Harrison at Ohio State. I didn't see Harrison stat line from today yet. I guess we could Google it real quick. But
2: I heard he played um, well. I don't know, but I heard he played well.
3: Yeah, but Neighbors certainly uh, will be in that mix to win the Bulatnikov with Daniels um, in the mix to potentially win a Heisman. Uh, defense, you went with who? So, I, Mar- went with,
2: with, I went with Marvin Harrison Braden had Smith a. In. Hold on real quick. Marvin Harrison had five for 118 in
3: a tutty. That's a solid game and and a very, very big matchup, but they lost. Yes. So similar stat lines.
2: But I'm sorry, you said – what were you saying?
3: Uh, Well, you you got the nod on offense. You picked Malik. On defense, my MVP I picked was Braden Swinson. Um, I thought coming off the bench, he would have a big game. Uh, He did have a couple of tackles. He had a tackle for loss. But Ovi Agofu, who he plays behind, had a couple tackles for a loss, uh, both Mm -hmm. of them being sacks. So shout out to Ovi. He's the one who actually stepped up there at the uh, the Jack linebacker position. Who were you rocking with on D in this one?
2: I went with uh, the man who almost got thrown out of the game on a targeting call, Sage Ryan. Uh, Let's just say if he would have got thrown out on that targeting call, the the place might have burned down. I might have burned it down. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. Oh, Jesus.
3: Oh. Um. Yeah. No. Sage played fine. He had a solid game. Did not get kicked out. That he on the play you're talking about, the targeting he led with the shoulder, just a clean hit, shoulder to shoulder. Just even l- looked a little more violent in real time than when you slowed it down. You saw that it was just a nice hit.
2: Yeah. So that, that counts as a PBU. I, I, they don't have that as a PBU in the uh, in the official. Uh, stats I guess, but I'm counting that as a pass breakup. So a pass breakup, a tackle for loss. So good good game from from Sage, I guess, overall. Um but yeah, I think probably O V had had a career game in uh yeah. the last game of his career.
3: Yeah, I mean, Ovi had a really nice game. Um, I think it's got to go to Harold Perkins because when they started leaving him in, he was unbelievable. And he finished with the team high in tackles. He and Andre Sam had nine, but he led the way with solo tackles six. He was in on that sack with Womack. And then he led the way with one and a half tackles for loss. He also had a quarterback hurry that was really clutch to set up that sack. So I think you got to give it to Harold that once they kept him in on third downs, the game was over with.
2: Greg Penn. My, I mean, and Greg Penn had a pick uh, that was him. very big for him. Yeah, so and um, Greg Penn had a sack. Um, he pushed
3: him out of bounds by the line of scrimmage, but it's a sack,
2: a sack and an interception. So I think there's a there's a little debate there. I, I think you could debate that, but yeah, it's, those are the two for me. Those um, two. We went,
3: we went Bramblett and Ramos on special teams. Bramplet, three punts, um, average of forty three. Hit a long of forty six. You wanted one inside the twenty, he didn't get it. Um, I went Ramos. Ramos didn't have a field goal, but he did make his extra points, which makes him perfect on the year. He made every single extra point this season when a year ago, obviously extra points were not even a given for this LSU special team. So nice to see them turn that around. Um, Javen Nicholas did have a return uh, and the return game for 27 yards. I'm not sure if we're giving it to anyone or do you Bramplet wins it, or is it just the special teams unit in general yeah. for keeping a guy like Anaya Smith, one for minus four yards on punt returns he's one of the most dangerous punt returners in the country shout out long snapper Slade Roy who got down there and I was gonna say that was hit a, hit and then pulled him down four yards backwards on the only chance that he uh Aniah Smith got all game
2: yeah so, uh, Slade Roy uh shout out but yeah I'd, I'd say probably Bramblet or Bramblet and uh Javen or Slade Roy or Slade Roy shout out Slade um a year's right. worth of
3: nice, perfect snaps. And then he gets that tackle. We got to give him some love. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brian Kelly did say, though, for everyone who's wondering about coaching changes or whatever, he said, look, we're done with the regular season now. The evaluation is going to go from me to my staff to my personnel department. And I'm going to find out ways where we were deficient and what we need to change and where it goes from there. So anybody asking about uh, are curious to uh, if there is firing or they're, they're moving on from guys well, I think we'll know more in the coming weeks right now I think they're just going to celebrate the victory do a little recruiting and then um shift towards some self-reflection as they get ready for signing day
2: Yeah um it, it feels weird not having a you know I mean there's a bowl game but we don't know when the bowl game is yet so um but I, overall, I don't know what to expect from a bowl game as far as who's playing, and and I, I obviously I would expect most like seniors to play. But uh, will Will Daniels play? How much will Neighbors and Thomas play if they do play? Um. So yeah, it's it's gonna be. I just want to see the matchup honestly, because we've talked about before. Getting to ten wins is a big deal, and we saw last year how they approached the bowl game was very serious, no nonsense. You know, try to get they want to win the game and i think it's gonna be the same mindset this year so i'm, I'm looking forward to it. hopefully they get a good game and uh it can further you know put it on their resume
3: uh back-to-back 10 win seasons is uh still on go as uh, a possibility here which would be big as i said uh, we'll see what happens with the heisman and Bolitnikov. we'll see what happens with the bowl and uh, next weekend conference championship weekend the monday after that or is it the sunday one of the two uh, is when the transfer portal opens so kids can maybe start announcing that they plan to enter the portal but uh, it won't open until after conference championship when uh, weekend and then they'll have a 30-day window so uh, between that high school and juco recruits signing in the early signing period it is going to be a busy few weeks here for brian kelly and company and with them not playing in an sec championship this year uh, gives you an extra week to recruit to meet with the team and brian kelly said they've already done a lot of preliminary exit meetings meaning like Talking to guys about going pro or what they think that next step is, but they'll dive a lot deeper into that here in the coming weeks. So uh just because the regular season's over does not mean the uh the news will stop. I think it's gonna start coming in a hurry.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um we'll see. I don't know, you know, we'll we'll see what they're also looking for in the transfer portal. So I don't have anything else here. The women's team, women's basketball is up to going to the fourth. We'll see if they can close it out against Virginia. Um, and, yeah, sports never stops. Sports well, never
3: shout stops. out to everyone um, that obviously listened to us all year. Uh, final look here. You predicted 34-21 LSU win, 13-point um, win. Uh, I predicted 38-27. That would have been an 11-point win. And Billy went 41-31. Uh, once again, Billy was the one who takes it home. Uh, with the final being forty-two thirty-two, so the guy who doesn't even cover the beat is uh, is beating us every week on our predictions, Matty B. Yeah,
2: we had to got stick it to him. I couldn't I couldn't get him with the North Texas versus SMU, so we'll see. Um, we'll see if Tulane Tulane versus SMU AC, AAC championship game.
3: Yeah, Billy um, will be in New Orleans for that one. So
2: yeah, be in New Orleans. So. We'll see how that
3: goes. Uh, yeah, that's it for me. Um, look, um, the reaction pod will now, or I guess I should also say the reaction pod and the game preview pod will turn into the portal podcast uh, moving forward. So uh, stick with us each week for that. We'll have the weekly mailbag, we'll have the recruiting podcast each week, uh, and plenty, plenty to get to. So even though the season's over, the podcast will not stop. Uh, and the Bengal Tiger right now uh, with promo code LSU1. Yeah. LSU and the number one for our YouTube and podcast subscribers, two months for one dollar uh, is what the membership will be, uh, or all it costs you to be a member of the Bengal Tiger, the On Three Network. Right now, you can view every site out there, check in on any team, how their recruiting efforts are stacking up against LSU. Um, kind of the scuttlebutt with all these coaching carousels that's going to happen all over the country. Every the On Three sites are the best. Um, so much scoop, uh, not just at the Bengal Tiger, but everywhere. Uh, but sign up for the bengal tiger right now two months one dollar use the promo code at checkout lsu and the number one yes
2: lsu one i don't have the graphic anymore it's no they they can listen to me i said it there you go all right um that's it thank you all for joining us uh leave us a like comment share and subscribe to the youtube if you have not already thank you to all of our subscribers Yeah, big
3: shout out big shout out to everyone uh, that listened all year
2: yeah, listened all year. Um, we'll see what we do next, um, whether that is – I think there will be plenty of news. So, so, like, you know, on like a t- Wednesday or Thursday or whatever, we'll probably have enough news to do another podcast oh, yeah. on, on the football team. So, we'll see how all that plays out. Um, but, yeah, thank you all for joining us. We will talk to you all later.
0: Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament.
1: com in Kansas, one 770 stop in Louisiana, visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here, visit gamblinghelpline ma.org, or call 800 327 5050 twenty four seven support in Massachusetts, or call 1-877-8-HOPE-